Good morning. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. This week is a little different. Um, I'm flying solo. I kind of little nostalgia brings me back to a year ago. Remy and I've been doing this for a year and uh, she's got some prior commitments the next coming week. So I will be doing this on my own again for a while. Um, but with that being said, I do have a really cool young woman guest this morning with me, um, Miss Kelly Brookshire. Is it Brookshire, Kelly? Am I saying it right? Um, a lot of people say Brookshire. I say Brookshire. Brookshire. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'm like, I need to ask her about that. Kelly, uh, um, she's a very talented cowgirl, if you don't know her. A lot of our listeners are team penners and ranch sorters, so they have heard the name or they know her um, from her many awards, accolades, and achievements in the ranch sorting and team penning world. And I call her um, a young woman, but <laughs> you're still, you're not even 20 yet, are you, Kelly? I just turned 20, like last just week. Yeah. Last week. Yes, ma'am. Um, it is hard for me to remember that because I have seen you <laughs> compete for so long and I don't even know if it's just I've seen you compete for so long it's hard for me to remember that because you are already such a high-ranking rider um that is probably <laughs> the piece that I'm like I see you at the horse show I see you with the kids and mm -hmm. I'm like she's still just a kid herself and that's that's kind of hard for yeah. me to remember sometimes and I'm sure <laughs> that that's hard for you sometime as well yeah and hard for a lot of other people as well. Like they see me right in and they're like, oh, it's just a kid. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> really. um, go ahead and introduce yourself, Callie. Tell the folks where you're from and who Callie Brookshire is. Well, I'm Callie Brookshire. Uh, Brookshire. I'm from Crosby, Texas. Um, I go to Texas A&M. I am a sophomore and I'm studying biomedical science. No, Kelly, were you homeschooled? I was homeschooled a little bit, like kindergarten and first grade, and then I went to a private school. Okay, because you grew up on the road. Yes, ma'am, I did, and I'm still on the road. Yeah, yeah, still on the road. Um, I think that you might be the youngest guest I've ever had on here, <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, lately, I've been into a lot of podcasts, August mm -hmm. is a tough month for me. I don't know why. And I've talked to a few other people and they say it's a tough month for them too. I think it's because it's the dog days of summer. Yeah. I It slows down for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that you could probably relate a little bit to this because it's your life is very fast paced and you're always going. Mm -hmm. When it gets quiet and there's not a lot going on yeah I get a little sad and depressed and that's, do you that's how I've been the past like couple weeks since elite finals because I haven't I haven't been anywhere and like there's no shows to go to and everyone's kind of going back to school so and I don't go back till the 20th so I'm just kind of I mean, I'm not glad to hear that you're in that way but I am <laughs> because I know I'm not alone but yeah man it has been a real struggle for me and so I've been listening to, when I get this way, I have to listen to a lot of podcasts to mm -hmm. pull myself back up. And uh, so I've been listening to a little bit of everything. Um, I've found a couple of real interesting ones before I talk about what I'm going to talk about. I want to tell you this though, because you're in the same area. Um, there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk and he owns Vaynerchuk Media. He's in, he's pretty intense. Um, yeah. drops the f-bomb a lot so you have to be willing and able to listen to that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but super hmm. educated guy he is so smart when it comes to marketing um has some really cool insight on entrepreneurship which i love and he was i was listening to one of his podcasts the other day and he said um he thrives and is at the most peace when it's chaos Yep. And when it's slow and there's not a lot going on, he's sad and depressed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is 
that is me. That yeah, um, that way too. It's, sure. Most people think that it's crazy when you say shit like that because they're like, how you, I mean, you're going this way, you're going here, you're going there, you've got a million different irons in the fire. I think if you grew up like that. Yeah, I enjoy it. You know? I do too. I do too. <laughs> I like knowing I like what I'm gonna a lot do. Of things. Yeah, exactly. I like knowing what I'm gonna do and like having to go do something and just being busy all the time. I I enjoy it. Cause I think that it keeps your mind like well mm-hmm. for people like us and you probably are a little ADHD too. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It it keeps your mind busy. Busy so you don't think about all of like I think of the most irrational things right now. <laughs> As and that's probably what I'm just like, gosh, I just can't wait until life picks back up again because <laughs> this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyhow, one that I did listen to that's he's a little controversial figure, but it was a really good interview. It's with, um, I really like the Converse Cowboy, and he interviews a lot of rodeo athletes, musicians, mm-hmm. different figures in the Western industry. And he recently interviewed Rocker Steiner. <clears throat> and I wanted to hear Rocker's story because mm-hmm. he does bring a lot of light to himself. Good, bad, ugly. He brings yeah. it all. Um, sure. But he, I don't know if you know much about him, but he was a professional wakeboarder mm-hmm. yep. from like the time he was seven. Yeah. So... As I'm listening to it, it made me think a lot of the kids in our sport, because we do have a lot of talented kids Mm -hmm. or kids who have already come up through our sports who've been very good from a young age. Mm -hmm. And that probably comes with a lot of pressure. Yes. Understanding how to handle the pressure. Um, You know, listening to Rocker, he he turned to Saddle Bronk when he was 13 but he had already had a world championship wakeboarding under his belt. Um, So he said by the time he was 16, he felt that he could have already been riding in the NFR, but of course they won't let you until you're 18. Mm -hmm. I know I could have rode at that level. I was that good already, but they wouldn't let me. And a lot of people know the story of him at the NFR this year when he did not score as high Mm-hmm. His emotions took control, took over a little bit, but that kid is used to winning. Yep. So I get that. I get, do I think that it was great what he did? No. Do I have a child or two that would probably do the same thing he did? Yes. <laughs> and it's not because they were raised wrong or anything yeah. like that. It's because they're still kids. He's still a kid. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to figure this out so I'm like it would be it'd be fun to have you on today to talk about all of that and how you handled it and what it looked like for you because when did you get moved to a nine what age in USTPA a nine is the highest grading for those of you who do not know um it was sorting was probably when I was 16 or 17 and penning wasn't until last year, so 19. Now, when did you start riding competitively? When I was nine, so 11 years ago. It, it was like eight and a half, almost nine, so. So did but you grow riding, up with horses or? I've been riding horses since I was three. Like I rode English and did jumping and dressage and stuff like that. And then when I was eight, I moved over to Western and then went to like a little sorting out here and then just got hooked and kept with it. Um, I think that for young riders just getting started riding English first is such a great way to get into it. And I look at how many, I look at how many English riders, they started out on the English side and have now since crossed over because it is kind of like an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Dawson came from the eventing world. Yes. She was a high level eventer. And now look at her. She's a multi-million dollar cow horse trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then after that, because you 
primarily, you write all the associations, but you primarily stick to USTPA. Mm-hmm. And was that the first one? Like when you started, was that what you were in? I started RSCC for, I think I wrote it straight for two years. And then they were like, oh, you should go try and pen. So I went to a USTPA show and I just found pinning a lot more enjoyable. You like the speed. I like the speed a lot more than, and I don't know, there's just different things that can happen in pinning. It feels like sorting can like sometimes be the same thing over and over again. And pinning, it's always something different. It's funny, everybody's outlook on that, like the sorting <laughs> versus the pinning. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Still getting over whatever I had two weeks ago from Utah, whatever we drove oh from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had it too. Uh, yeah, Callie, little Callie, uh, and someone else we were riding with got it, and it was, yeah, it wasn't fun. No, it isn't fun. Uh, I I had a question that I wanted to ask you now regarding that, and give me a second here. <laughs> oh, um, I am like totally drawing a blank at what I was going to say into my next transition here. Uh, Oh, um, so your mom and dad, like when, when this whole thing started, Callie, they were just all in, all in on Callie doing this. It was, so my mom actually took me the first two years, probably like she hauled me everywhere, did everything with me. And now, and then they both went and, but, it's primarily like my dad likes to go a lot because I don't know. He likes to see everybody and everything. And but he they love to watch you ride is what it comes down mm-hmm. to. And like he can watch me on the live feed here, but I think he'd rather go sometimes. And uh, but yeah, it started with my mom, actually, which is weird because she only goes to some of them now because she she hangs out with friends here and just watches on the live feed. Um. Your mom and dad are not horse people, are no. they? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so they did this all for you, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And um, you like one of my questions was because I think about this a lot, Callie, and mm-hmm. and I have a definite definite answer. You have had a lot of wins, but for you, is it? I mean, the wins are very helpful because they help pay mm-hmm. the bills. Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you remember the the road or the miles and memories made on the road, or do you remember the win? Most of the time, I remember the people and the memories and stuff like that, like from shows. You know, like I could probably tell you which classes I won at certain shows, but I, it'd be harder to grasp. It's easier to remember, like, who I hung out with, what we did, where we went, stuff like that. It's just the people make it more enjoyable. Like the wins are great. Like the big wins are super amazing. But in the end, you really remember the memories you've made at each show in each venue. Like you can drive by and be like, oh, one one time, so and me and so and so went and did this here and stuff like that. I know. Like for me, I remember. I remember the road trips to wherever we go. I I don't necessarily always remember how they did, but I remember what it took to get there Mm -hmm. or what it was like on the way there. And those are probably my fondest memories are the time spent in the truck. Mm -hmm. Most times. (laughs) A little hairy and dicey, but most times. Um, Talk about how you because you you came on so fast and it is in anything in mm-hmm. any sport or activity youth have a tendency to pick it up faster than an adult because of their muscle memory mm-hmm. the way their brain functions it is just there's no doubt that it is easier for a youth mm-hmm. to perform and compete yeah because their mental capacity too doesn't think of things like an adult does and they generally don't hold back at whatever they're doing. But mm-hmm. talk about talk about that for you and how you handled the pressure or didn't handle the pressure over the years. 
So I've always been a super competitive person. Just, it wasn't even the way I was brought up. It was just like, I've always wanted to be in the top. Like I wanted to try my best at everything. Like I started riding horses, snow skiing and water skiing at the same time. Like I've always been doing things. And whenever it came to sorting and pinning, it just, I picked it up easier, as you said, being a youth. And I just always wanted to win. Like I have that drive to make me want to do better. Like getting moved up, I don't mind. Like I, I want to be a higher rate. You wanted that. I want to be better. I want to, you know, I don't yeah, want to let my partners down. It meant that you were better. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let my partners down because, you know, we're all paying an entry fee. And I don't want to be the person that holds us back. I get mad at myself if I do mess up and I, I'll go out and say, I'm sorry. You know, it was my fault. Um, but just over the years, it's it's been getting easier. But in the beginning, it was really hard when I would lose, especially with my dad. He was also super competitive. He was a professional water skier. So he's, oh, really? yeah, he's super competitive. So he would drive me to do better which would make it harder because in one class I'd do bad and he'd be like explaining things to me and I'd go into another class with that mindset and it just wouldn't work out. But over the years, it's been easier to put one class behind me, move on to the next one sort of thing. And I think it, it's just growing with my competitiveness. Like I'm still, I still get frustrated, but I'm easier to hide it now, I think, and control it than I was. A really hard thing to do um it is and every every competitor is so different in how they handle that mm -hmm. and oh, am i back you're back you're good kelly yep um i think it's hard sometimes because if you are one of those extreme competitors you have to kind of let that anger out a little bit mm -hmm. it is really not great to hold it in it is hard to figure out how to do that in yeah a good way exactly um, you don't I mean I'll walk off by myself and like put my horse in the stall and just kind of be by myself for a little bit so I'm not around people but it's hard to figure out how I need to let out because after a couple classes, you just get frustrated and you don't know how to fix it. And there's nothing to do yeah, with that. Angle. Look at the level that you're at now. Look at somebody on my level. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're going to get them next weekend. I'm getting pretty freaking tired of saying that because it's not happening, Gallagher. <laughs> We've all been there. It's um, just. that, And that was one of the other things that I was going to ask you is like, it doesn't matter if you go a little or if you go a lot. Everybody's mm -hmm. going to have their peaks and valleys, mm -hmm. their highs and their lows over time. And mm -hmm. how do you mentally get through? I mean, you can't win every time. You can't. So how are you getting through those low points? And I'm sure that, and I also want to know, did that get easier or harder as you got older? So honestly, I don't know if it got easier or harder because I can remember the past couple years where I've had like three shows in a row where I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I feel like I'm not doing much wrong, but it's just not coming together. And- um, You were having a rocker Steiner moment? I was. It Like this, this past year, I had three shows in a row where I was just like, what? Like in the nine elite sort, I'd have eight back to the second round and wouldn't get any in the top 10. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I don't get it. But I think being Not around. Necessarily. Go ahead. I think right. being around other people helps a lot. Like friends, having friends there and <laughs> knowing afterwards, oh, we're all going to go. We're all going to go hang out. We're all going to go get dinner and just get your mind off of it sort of thing. And then come back the next day, like refreshed and being like, okay, I'm going to just slow it down, go back kind of to the basics, do things one step at a time instead of trying to do everything at once. 
And the reality is, is that sometimes it's just, you have to have a little luck. Yes. You do have to have a little luck. Yes. And you can be riding your ass off and doing all of the right things. And it just doesn't come together. And that is so hard to understand. And it is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to keep your head up and be like. I just wasn't leaving, you know. Because <laughs> I like finding like. You the... have to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like finding the things like I did wrong and I can do better. And it's just hard when you can't find those things because it's just the luck you had. You know, it's it's just like. Because you feel like there should be something. Mm -hmm. There there should be something that I was doing wrong. Or, um, I mean, look at that. When they did the bracket deal in Utah, Mm -hmm. Kelly, or um, you had to be fast. Yep when they pinned the teams against each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were teams that were running under 30 second runs and they're like, oh, nobody's gonna beat them. And the next team walks in and runs a, they needed to be a, under a 26 and they were 24. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances? It was crazy. It was just, you have to send two people in the herd basically there. It was, cause you never know. Cause the next person after you could have two ducks on the end and one came out the middle, you know? You gotta be fast. It. That was rough. <laughs> are you there, Kelly? I'm here. Okay, there you are. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I can now. Gotcha. Uh, is there anything else like you can think of about your riding or the competing over the years? Um, that would help maybe some of our younger listeners? Um, just, Not sure there what's there. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, okay. Is there anything like from a youth competitor standpoint that you could say to other youth as that maybe would help them out, Callie? Um, just never let people look down on you because I know being a youth and also being a girl, it's been like rough because like I walk in the pen and people will be like oh I'm going first and I'm like well actually I think you know I think I should go first you know after getting better through the years and it's I'm just sure that, that was a hard call for you to make I'm sure that that wasn't easy talking to some of them people like that and I'm not saying it from a rude standpoint I'm saying that you were 16 years old and you're like I'm gonna do this yeah you're like I I think I should start you know and some people, you know, they know me, but other people, they don't. And so it's hard because they're like, oh, I'm going to start. And I'm like, well, actually, I think I should. And it's just that's the most nerve wracking thing sometimes telling someone that I think this is better when they think something else is better. And just getting through that part. And then just every time you mess up, I go watch everything and I'll see what I did wrong. And I'll take that and move on to the next show and come in with a more like a positive attitude and be like, okay, I know what I did wrong here. So I'm going to fix it here. And just always going in somewhere, looking up instead of looking down at the last show I did. I think that's always helped me as well. Did you, do you think that, well, do you think, and did they, did you get treated differently, Callie, because you moved up so fast? I think so. Yeah like in a good way or bad way, or it was hard for people to understand. 
some in a good, some in a bad. I think some people would, you know, just be like, oh, it's just because she goes to a bunch of shows and gets lucky all the time. And they would make excuses for it and not think it's actually me getting better, just thinking it was my luck. Um, and some people, they get jealous and they they won't ride with you or they make snarky comments and it's just, you know, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I do believe though, like a lot of people probably have a different opinion than me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to handle that kind of pressure, that kind of comments, if you've been trained to do that from a young age, it makes you a stronger individual. I think it does. You're going to have to, you're going to run into those things. Mm-hmm. When you are in college and you go get a professional career, you're mm-hmm. going to run into those people. Those people don't go away. And if, if you have the capability to deal with that now, it's going to make you such a better adult. Mm-hmm. We've young girls. I'm glad that I have boys most days. <laughs> I think that I can handle those girls, Kelly. Ooh, Some of them a lot that comes with them. And recently, there was some controversy at, controversy in our small town with some young girls. And I tell you, you know, the moms were mad. The grandmas were mad. And I'm like, yes. settle down. Everybody <laughs> needs to settle down. I'm like, this is how I see it. I'm like, if they're able to listen to those comments now, laugh, turn around and walk away and mm-hmm. be better because of it. That's a really good tribute to have, like, because those same comments are going to be said when they're 18, when they're 20, when they're 25. Mm -hmm. If they know how to handle them now when they're 14, look at how much further ahead than they are most. Because most people, when they hear things that one would not want to hear, it would break them and put them maybe to a point where they'd have to go see a therapist or... I'm not even lying. I know the society today and young adults cannot handle the things that are said. They want to say them, but they cannot handle them. If you can handle those things at a young age, I feel like it sucks, but that is life. And it'll go on. (laughs) It'll go on. Most definitely. Um, That is, that is uh, one of the things that Brandon said about competing in Utah was that he really, I mean, I'm sure that he wanted to be at the rodeo too. I don't know many open riders who wouldn't have wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brandon had made the comment, I really want our boys to make it there because that is great practice, great everything mm-hmm. to compete in front of that large of a crowd like to get that experience under your belt at a young age is so good because if it's you've been there Callie you've competed in front of a large stage mm-hmm. at from a very young age do you think that it was easier when you were little littler than it would have been if you would have started in your 20s like a time you it- haven't even entered yet hardly <laughs> yeah I think it was easier when I was younger because you're just like oh I'm going in front of all these people. Like you don't really get the nerve that As you do. Editor, you probably liked it. Yeah, well, yeah, loved it. And now, like, I go in front of a, another crowd, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous. I've I used to never get nervous about these things, but now I'm a little nervous. Really, it's changed for you. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I was going to ask that about, like. I feel like, well, my kids, they don't pay their bills. Um, They don't have the pressure of that. Obviously, I don't, I can get down on them sometimes, but I don't ride their ass because my biggest fear is that they won't do this. If I ride their ass, that they won't want to ride horse and compete anymore. And I do not want that. And I've seen that growing up as a kid who showed, I've seen that happen to so many other youth competitors. 
And I was just like, I, I will never be that parent to my kid. Mm-hmm. Some days I probably need a little reminding of that, but for the majority of the time, I don't feel like we tell them what they're doing wrong and get after them if they're not riding very smart because it does cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we don't ride them. And if they don't want to ride, they don't have to ride. That's the deal. So they don't have a lot of pressure on them when it comes to yeah. financial responsibility or they have to win for us. I mean, we don't do that, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling as they get older, um, they're probably going to find that pressure a little more because mm-hmm. they're going to have to take some more responsibility as far as the financial and all of that. Yeah. Did you find that for yourself? Like as you got older, did it probably, the pressure probably started building a little bit more. Yeah. The pre- like I saw pressure back then, but now it's a different sort of pressure. Like, I feel like in the past, it'd be like, I have pressure on me to do good. Like my dad would be like, you know, you need to do good stuff like that. And now I think I put enough pressure on myself for that because I'm writing through my own bank account, you know, and I have to think about those things before I go to a show. I'm like, if I enter this class and this class, like I'm already down this much. And I, shit, I hate that. (laughs) It's, it's not fun, but I mean, still, yeah. Puts that same pressure on me to win, you know? Yeah. And, um, I suppose that you had to learn how to deal with that pressure of paying your own bills too, because that's something Mm -hmm. that you've never had. Yeah. It, it definitely changed perspective on some things like going from writing full in some classes to being like, Oh, I'm only going to pick three here and I'm going to pick four over here, you know, not riding as much. And then seeing how the day goes before I determine if I'm going to ride full the next day, you know, it's, and those were probably some questions that you had to answer too with your fellow competitors, because they're not used to seeing you be that way. So they're probably like, what's going on? And then you're like, well, I'm now footing my own bill. So that's how it was at elite finals too. Cause people were like, why aren't you riding full? And I was like, well, (laughs) I'm on my own money now and I'm going to, only pick a select few rides and see how that goes. I get that. Um, well, for our kids, I mean, we've spent, your dad and mom can attest to this, lots and 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 lots, lots, lots of money on entry fees. Mm-hmm. And the way I feel about entry fees is, is if they pay their own bill, then they get to keep it. If they do not pay their own bill, it's going into all the other things that we fund for them. Yep. Going right back in there. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do that, but that's the way I feel about it. And I have to say, Callie, um, before we go into our next topic and that's your career path, but uh, you know, I've, I really, I've always strongly believed in the youth and I've, strongly believe that the only way to get better is riding with better youth. And I will never forget, you know, yourself and Cody Ward have done a lot for this sport. When it comes to the youth, you guys ride hard, you ride in all the classes, but yet when you were youth competitors, you always made time to ride that class. Mm -hmm. And that being able to ride with people of your caliber for some of those youngsters, mine included, that's how they got better. That's how they get better. Mm-hmm. And I love that you ride or you used to ride just as hard in the youth, youth class as you did in the open. So um, I appreciate everything that you've done. I will never forget the time that you guys won. I think it was with Bronson, maybe Bodie, the tussle in the Tucson. That was Bronson. Yeah. Tucson. He was tiny then. He was. <laughs> yeah. So um, you've done great things. Now, how different and weird has it been for you making that transition from private school to college, like choosing your career path? Because I feel like that right there is a troublesome thing in today's society for kids of your age. Yes. 
So like a lot of my friends, I know they're like, I don't know what I want to be, but I've known always since I was like six that I wanted to be a vet. I've just always enjoyed things like that. And I've gone to, I've worked with multiple vets over the summer and I just love that kind of thing. So, and I just want to be an equine vet. Like, I don't think I could deal with small animals. You're very specified. <laughs> yes. I've, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it for a long time. And so the classes I'm taking are all super, sci- like, they're all science classes. So it's been, last year and, like, the first semester was rough, just trying to transition shows and studying and stuff like that. And um, so it's definitely different going from high school to college. Like, you still get some leeway in college. Like, if I write them a letter and be like, hey, I'm going to the show, like, it's a competitive, like, you win and stuff like that. They'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. But professors don't care if you miss class. So they're not going to send you the work you miss. You have to find someone, get them to help you with notes. And it's just a whole ordeal. And, I mean, the professors do not care. (laughs) how you do in class at all. So like you show up or you don't. Well, it's the responsibility piece that you probably got from the horses that is carrying mm-hmm. over on into that. But you also have a very clear cut and concise path that you want to follow. So that also makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And you have for a long time the way it sounds. I feel like in today's society, it's different from when, I mean, I'm 41. So it's been a long time since I was 20 and going through what you're going through but when I was making those decisions out of high school you were told that you were going to go to school that going to college is the path that you needed to take to get a good job to do all of the things to have the happy lifestyle that -hmm. is what you needed to do and you pretty much needed to know when you were a junior in high school exactly what you wanted to do um but nowadays there's so many different opportunities Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is a really big thing for a lot of these kids trade show or trade schools are such a big thing for these kids but most of them don't know well don't know or don't have a clue like your friends what they want to do and then they're forced into college and i see so many of them that are switching career paths Mm -hmm midway through switching schools dropping out of school folks it's freaking expensive to do that yes very (laughs) it's it's been nice knowing what i have to do you know and i've but looking at other people it they definitely have a hard time with knowing what they're going to do what they want to do what like what they enjoy so they usually just go into something that is easy and they get a job that they don't they don't like very much (laughs) so what is the plans for cali once you get done with this do you know um i want to work under a vet for a couple years i think and i want to move out of texas and then where uh, would you go cali somewhere north somewhere not this hot (laughs) you want to be in the cold i want to be in the cold really that's interesting I do not like it down here. For those of you who don't know, Callie lives by Houston, so southeast Texas. It is probably what is the temperature there right now? Um, I don't know right now. It's probably ninety-five, but it gets to like hundred and four these past couple of days. It's been hot and humid. Wow. Yeah, not very fun. And our Christmases are like seventy-five and sunny. You know, we were talking about that last night because there's 137 days until Christmas. Doesn't sound like that many. No. Um, and we're in Arizona by that point. And I love Christmas, Kelly. I've always loved Christmas. Yeah. I love the decorating. I love the buying the presents. I love the cooking. I love mm-hmm. all of it. Love the Hallmark movies. But once we made the transition to Arizona, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. So I don't hardly do any of it. Yeah. It it's hard for it to feel like that. yeah. So we sometimes go snow skiing or something in like Colorado around that time. So it kind of it feels more like winter because it's usually you can go out on the boat <laughs> here during that time. So yeah, 
yeah, I, um, I feel you. I don't, I don't love that either because I like the feel of Christmas. Yeah. Um, what do you think that, like, growing up a competitor and doing all the things that you did with horses and how did that help prepare you for school? I think it taught me a ton of responsibility, like having to care for the horses and like they're my responsibility. I have to do everything with them, you know, keep them exercised, keep them ready to go, pack my stuff, fix my rides, stuff like that. It's just made me like, you don't have, my parents have never had to tell me, go do your homework. Like I've always been the person who's like on top of it. I'm ahead. You don't have to tell me to study because I, I want to make the good grades and stuff like that. So I think- it must be a girl help. thing. I don't know. The boys sure don't have that. <laughs> I know a lot of people I went to high school with weren't like that at all. They'd be like, oh, let's go hang out and do this stuff. But I'm always like, I, I need to study because I had to keep all A's to be able to keep going to shows. So I, I've just never had to be told what I need to do. Like I did my college applications, you know, it's just, I think horses played a big role in helping me succeed in being responsible in things and teaching me uh, like different social skills as well. Oh like my gosh. Having to talk to so many different people, like meeting so many different people and being respectful and stuff like that, that's helped me a lot. I think that that is probably the greatest blessing and the greatest greatest thing that horses have done for my kids. Because we get that a lot about how they are socially. Mm -hmm. And if you go to their school and you look at the other kids where they're similar ages or the same grades very socially awkward and I don't yeah. feel like that about my kids but horses I think we can owe that also horses mm -hmm. as well sure. so are you forever a competitor Callie you think that I know it's probably too soon to tell but you think, think that so. you'll hang up your hat ever with the riding or um, I think it'll slow down but I don't think I'm gonna stop I I think I enjoy it too much like Sometimes in school, I'll be like, man, I need to go to a show like it. <laughs> I need to see everybody and just get my mind off things because it's just what I enjoy. Like, it's my hobby, you know, like people go out and play soccer, play tennis, go throw the football around. I want to go ride a horse. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have to slow down a little bit because you're going to be going through um well, I'm sure that you'll have to take, uh, help me out here. What is that internship? Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Internship. And then how much longer of college do you have left? Seven years. Oh shit. Three more of, uh, three more normal ones. And then four years of vet school. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> What is something that comes easy for some, but you have to work on? Um, uh, it's probably school, if I'm going to be honest. Like some people, they just, they hear something once and they know it. I'm the one of the people, I hear it in class, I write it down, I go to the library, I sit down, I reread everything I wrote down, and then I write it all down again. Because it just... School has never come easy for me, so I've always had to study extra, which I still make the grades, but it's just tougher for me. And so I think that's the main thing that I struggle with, that a lot of people don't have to struggle with. Kelly, yesterday, Brandon was giving me a geography lesson, <laughs> and he started laughing, and he goes, just how many classes did you fail when you were in college? <laughs> and I was like, that is not your business, but... <laughs> I wasn't a great student. I had a lot of fun, though. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Um, I was... Are, are you on LinkedIn, by the way? On what? LinkedIn? 
you know, last year I was such a, it's a business, it's a social business networking. It's like, it is like Facebook for business professionals. Ah, gotcha. And, but you should go check it out, Callie, because it's something that may help you. Okay. Networking thing. I was on my high horse all last year about it. I talked about LinkedIn all the time and I was trying to use it for good things. And then the last thing I did with it was eight months ago. I'm like, I struggle with consistency. I feel like I'm so consistent in some parts and things of my life, but the things that, because social media is hard, but it is relevant in our world today. And it can help you so much in business if you use it the right way. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know how to use that. Yeah. It's hard to think of the things to say. It's hard to figure out how to interact with people on there because we were not taught that. So mm-hmm. I was thinking of that. Um, where does your motivation come from? I don't, you know, I don't really know. I just, I think it's always just been wanting to do better, you know, wanting to be like perfect and wanting to do things the right way and wanting people to like me sort of thing, wanting to be the likable person. And that's always pushed me to become a better person. And then just competing, I guess, just wanting to win, you know, I like that feeling and I like competing in itself. So That is funny that you say that about you want to be the likable person. Like, um, I think that, yeah, well, there is a handful of people who don't care if people like them. But I think that that is what a lot of people do strive for. And that can also be hard, too, because sometimes it's hard. You, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. You'll figure that out later in life. The older you get, Callie, the less you, or the more you'll be like, uh, I'm, it's okay. I, I guess I don't, but there's a certain point in your life where you try really hard and it's hard to understand why you aren't that person's mm-hmm. cup of tea or yeah. what you're doing wrong. That is interesting because I feel like that is something a lot of young people put a lot of pressure on themselves about. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite win? Um, it would probably have to be the elite finals last year with Sophie and Chris. It was definitely the biggest win and I don't know, just the atmosphere of it. Like you had people watching and you had like the bull riders and stuff like that there. And it was just so like it was just so much fun to win. Like was that a pick team or a draw team? It was a pick. Was it? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. And going through four rounds, it it was rough, but it, it worked out. <laughs> awesome. Um, where's your favorite place to compete? That would probably either Vegas, that arena in Vegas, or um, South Point. Yeah. Or Garwood up in Ohio. That one is also a good arena. So I was going to ask your favorite season, but I'm guessing it's winter time or fall. Winter, 100%. Really? So, like, you want to live in the Midwest, Callie? I want to live, like, I don't know. I've always loved, like, Colorado and stuff like that. So maybe around there. I don't know. Like, I just don't know if I can see you as a Minnesota girl or, like, in the, like, no, Callie, maybe you just want to like come for the weekend and check it out and see what you think. Like, I've always loved like the cold and snow and because we'd go like a week every year to Colorado during the winter. And I So you are used to driving in it. You understand. Oh, that. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if I could really drive in it anymore. A, I don't drive a lot anymore, which is really bizarre. Because I used to put on a thousand miles a week. Yeah. I worked in my corporate job. I drove all over. I had a little Ford Escape. That I drove. I mean, I was out in South Dakota all the time. I drove it on the worst roads possible. 
going pretty damn fast and I'm yeah. really good at it. It's like being <laughs> in an ice skate. And uh, now I don't, I don't, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> it's, I have no desire to do it. Yeah, it, it'll snow like an inch, if that down here. And we close everything. Dangerous. It's everything. Dangerous. Schools closed. Like shopping centers are closed. The electricity goes out. <laughs> Over an inch. It'll be like 30 something degrees. And everyone's like, oh my God. They'll go sledding out back, like down the frost. <laughs> I don't remember when it was, but it was probably five years ago, six years ago. We had so much snow in the month of January, Kelly. The kids only had school, I think, maybe for the whole month, maybe five whole days. Oh my gosh. They, yep. I mean, the whole month was just like shut down. We were, we hardly ever got out of our house. We couldn't because the roads were like literally snowed in. You were snowed in. The only way you got off of your property was by snowmobile. And I, I just, I remember it so well because we were so excited one weekend it wasn't snowing and they were able to get us plowed out. We went to the mall of America. <laughs> Haven't, but it was like our big trip. I mean, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. We had a week off of school cause it like snowed a little bit and then everything like froze. So people saw ice and they were like, Oh my God, we can't drive in this. <laughs> yeah, it was I, like we would just go like we could drive anywhere because it it wasn't bad at all but everyone was just like stores were ransacked like everything was off the shelves <laughs> it, was like, it was like covid again <laughs> what are we doing we, we can still drive places oh yeah people kind of lose their minds when that happens thank you well thank you so much kelly for coming on with me today um you are an amazing young woman, a very talented competitor. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, especially being a youth. I don't, I think that there's a lot of things that the youth, young adults, it's good to get advice from other young adults because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different challenges that you guys face today and how you handle things is differently. I do think that there's a lot to be said about being a youth competitor in anything and coming up as that because you are put in positions that you would not normally be put in. Mm -hmm. It's easier to handle your emotions, um, the pressure as you go into college and start to figure life out. Thank you so much for having me, Brick. Yeah. Yeah. I hope your dad enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Hanging out on the counter, drinking his coffee, listening, <laughs> is he? No, he's in the other room. Oh. I made him here. <laughs> well, thank you again, and best of luck in college. And when's your next show? Uh, this weekend. I will be in Illinois. I'm flying oh. up there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck, Callie, and uh, we will talk soon. Thank you. Until next time, girls. Bye.